Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folk tales, stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are on day nine. We're getting there. With the Mockenfield, which is by Terry Dowling and is in Christmas and Other Horrors. Uh, he's Specifically writes in speculative fiction, though he considers himself an imagier, one who imagines a term which liberates his writing from the constraints of specific genres. Can I see that word? It's image ear. Where's that? Right there. Imagier. Weird. Yeah. This story is set in Australia about a man who discovers a fridge in a field. I was kidding when I said that was the description of it. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to be a little bit more clear. A plugged in fridge, fridge in, in a field. field. So it's a functioning refrigerator in the middle of a recently harvested field. You got it? I think so. Um, so, you know, the, the crops have been taken in. So you, you can see yeah. the refrigerator and it's turned on and there were lawn chairs around it. And there was a jigger? Jigger? Yeah, whatever was jigging. Oh, a jigging, yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> and, like, there was, like, a scarecrow, and honest to God, I thought the one guy was going to become the scarecrow by the end of the story. I'm disappointed that didn't happen. Well, that was, you know, straight out of Supernatural on that one. But I don't think this guy watches Supernatural. He does say that... The uh, at the end because this book they do the wrap up at the end yeah. where they talk about why they made the choices they made. He does say that he ha he's always had a fascination with scarecrows. Um, it, it was unusual. I did not like it. Like just straight up, I didn't like it. It it, it was. I I don't know where we were trying to go with it. I don't know what the plot of it was. I don't know what was going on with the one woman who just kept shouting things. I don't know why she was shouting things. Oh, well, I, okay. I think they were representative of the cycle of spring moving into summer, moving into fall, moving into winter. Um, because the guy, the guy was smart when they first met mm -hmm. and then the sister who is the girl that you were just talking about, um, she was dumb, but then by the end she was smart and he was dumb. Um, so I, I, I think cause you know, he said it in the solstice and, uh, rebirth and blah, 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 blah. Um. I, I don't know why everyone falls on that with the winter solstice. solstice. I, I understand. The start of the new I, year. What, and by what measure? It's just the shortest day of the year, the longest night of the year. Mm -hmm. And then you start moving the other direction. Yeah. And the idea is, is as the day grows, more life comes about. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I understand rebirth. I just don't see why it's you just a, said i no, don't no, know no. why people focus on it okay focus on it focus being the operative word in the sentence not the other thing i don't know why that is 
such a push when it comes to writing solstice stories is what I'm trying to say. I think it's because it's an innately human thing in terms of you have to consider for many, 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 many years, centuries, surviving the longest night. Happened all the time. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's an accomplishment because it's when you probably had the least amount of food. I would say further, I would say further into winter would be the least amount of food. But like, it's, it's still. Yeah, I get it. I just, I, you don't get it though. No, no. I do get it. I just don't, I don't understand the focus. It it just didn't seem to apply to this story. No, it didn't seem to apply to the story. And there are many stories that they base on the solstice that it doesn't really apply to the story yeah but they make it a thing in the story that's what i'm trying to say is and i so i don't understand the need to always have that rebirth idea when you center your story in the middle of december and you're going to make it about the solstice um yeah so whatever i'm tired (laughs) a little bit crabby um, I can tell. Yeah. So I just I don't know. There was just this wasn't a. And what was the thing with "Don't disturb the cupboards"? Was he disturbing the cupboards by taking the drink? And is a cupboard considered a refrigerator? Cupboard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like there was so much nonsense going on in this that like I couldn't make sense of it. Like why? Why was she naming places? Why? Well, you know, you. you she was naming whatever this jiggery thing was. She was naming the variation of those things and the country that it was in. Did you not catch that? I don't know. It, it... So, yeah. So she, cause I was just, I just saw one. Um... But why? I don't know. Yeah, see, this is one of those ones that, like, suffers for being a short story because yes. so much detail is left out. Oh, and but I would not read this as a long story. Oh, I wouldn't either, but. Yeah, I just. Yeah, just didn't like this one. It was, it was different. It was. Yeah, so, and I can't speak French whatsoever, mm-hmm. but. Nipu Vantau is whatever this jigger mm-hmm. is supposed to be. And I don't. And then it's from France and. and I'm not going to even pretend that I could remotely say that it's Italian and it has about 18 letters in it. What I love is there was one at one point that was like Scotland and somehow you missed the <laughs> You haven't found the Scottish I one. went back. I, no. I couldn't go back. I, no, I don't I know, know where I, I missed know. it at. This, the the yeah. pages don't always turn the way you're wanting them to. Yeah. Even if you're hitting one side or the other of the, of yeah. the tablet. No, I just, I was not impressed with this story. Was well, that all we're going to say about it then? I mean, is there anything else to say? There wasn't anything I particularly liked about it. Mm-mm. I didn't I, I didn't feel like the characters were developed in any way, shape, or form. It, it, yeah. It wasn't even like 
super seasonal. Like, at least the last drink on Bondi Beach, Bondi Beach, mm-hmm. and at least that was taking place in the winter. And well, like, so was this. It was the but, solstice. But, like, it makes commentary about what it's like for winter in Australia. Like, I, I don't know. E- even though that, that was a conversation back and forth, I feel like that gave us a lot more than this one did. Well, this gave us a field with nothing in it but a refrigerator. And three people. And the refrigerator moved. Which I don't get. What? <laughs> and I, Okay. Oh, here it is. Oh, these things. The refrigerator. I hate. Which I was like picturing a mini fridge. I'm like, someone can pick up a mini fridge and move it. Or was it supposed to be a fridge fridge? No, it was a fridge fridge. Is that a common occurrence in Australia? <laughs> I can't. I can't believe it is. It, it, well, when he did his little Scotland, Bodak Reishes. Scotland. But no, I thought for sure she was going to kill him and put him on the. Yeah. And he was going to become the scarecrow. I don't even remember how it ended. He's just hanging out with them and she's smarter. Okay, no, I can't. Man find magic fridge full of beer in field. Two men exhausted after cleaning up a flood-damaged property couldn't believe their eyes when they came across a fridge full of cold beer. (laughs) Two men in Nebraska stumbled upon a gift sent from the heavens. Amid the tragedy and destruction caused by recent flooding in the Midwest, Galen Stauffer and Kyle Simpson were surveying the damage to Simpson's property near Shiler on Sunday when Stauffer spotted a mini-fridge full of beers and the field that had recently been covered in flood water. Hey, is that a fridge? Mr. Stouffer said, according to Mr. Simpson, before marching over and confirming that it was full of beer. It was a magic fridge. Okay, so he says here, he's was, I guess, commissioned, we'll say, for to write this story, and he discovers it's going to be at Christmas time, around, mm-hmm. you know, at the solstice. Then the... Then there then came three elements occurring at just the right time. Learning of the origins and meaning of the word Machen. Was that ever outlined in this story, what a Machen is? No. Having the sighting of an actual working fridge in a country field and a picture bird. Murphy. And a picture book garden scene by Valerie Littlewood showing rain veils against a far horizon at sunset. Put together, the story became what it needed to be. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know what a mocking is, other than the jiggery thing, I think, is meant to be a mocking. A variant of Malkin, British dialect, a slovenly woman. 
So the girl was the thing the entire time? I guess so. Well, now I like it even less. Okay. It is got two definitions where they go. An untidy woman, slantern, a scarecrow, ragged puppet, or grotesque effigy. So yes, it was her and it was not her. Hmm. So. Any other thoughts on this one? Or are we... <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll uh, not go down the rabbit hole of a gentleman choosing to conflate a scarecrow and a woman and the way he chose to write the female character in this short story. Yep, no, I, I will, and particularly given the age of this author, which for those who do not know, he is in his 70s. So, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with our next short story. <laughs>